Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this time we're talking about Peter Tchaikovsky's last opera, Eric, Iolanta, which debuted in uh, St. Petersburg in 1892. Yeah, and it was supposed to be, it's a one-act opera, and it was supposed to be part of a double bill of this little unknown ballet that Tchaikovsky composed. You might have heard of it. Uh, does it have something to do with nuts? It does. <laughs> and crackers. And crackers as well. <laughs> Iolanta, however, is not to be confused with Iolanthi. <laughs> Heaven forfend. <laughs> not to be confused with Gilbert and Sullivan. No, they are nothing alike. This is actually based on a Danish play called King René's Daughter. And it's set in the 15th century. It's set in uh, the mountains of southern France. In Provence, yeah. And King René is the king of Provence. And he has a daughter named Iolanta. And the one rub, <laughs> if you like, is that Iolanta is blind. Right, and has always been. And has been since birth. Yes. But René, her father has never allowed anybody to tell her that she is any different from anybody else. Right. Also, he has forbidden anybody to tell her that she's a princess or that he, her father, is king. So she lives in this enclosed garden, this sort of magical, beautiful garden. Rarefied world of, that's all of her own. And everybody that comes into contact with her, of course, is bound by the king's edict that she be kept ignorant. Right. Of what it is that she lacks. So as the opera opens, she is in the garden with her attendants. Picking fruit. And she has this vague sense that she is missing something in her life that other people have, that she's missing out on something, but she can't quite put her finger on it. She doesn't know what it is, but she has this sort of feeling. Yeah, she's been getting more and more depressed is too strong a word, but she's, she's feeling melancholy, and she actually she cries, but she doesn't understand why everyone knows that she's crying because nobody has touched her eyes. So she's getting an idea. That something's up. <laughs> yes. It's not all on the up and up. Exactly. The king arrives with his doctor, a Moorish doctor, Eben Hakia. And he brings the doctor in the hopes that he can cure Iolanta, that he can work his medical magic yeah. and restore her sight. And he says that he can. But, but. there are two <laughs> conditions. Yes. The first is that she must be aware of the fact that she is blind. Right. And then she also has to go the extra step and want to be able to see, to, to want to be able to change the, the only condition she's ever known. The idea behind Ibn Hakia's edict, his prescription for uh, the cure, if you like, is that the body must work in conjunction with the spirit, which is kind of quite forward thinking. Yes. <laughs> that mind body duality is, century, is not right? there. <laughs> For the 15th century, it's pretty good. Yeah. However, the king is not 
happy. He does not want to tell Iolanta that she is blind because he's scared about what effect that will have upon her. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's sort of a Rappuccini's daughter kind of a situation, isn't it? I mean, he's this, this rarefied flower uh, of a young girl, and he, he's keeping her in this garden in a rarefied world, ignorant of the greater world around her, and wants to preserve that. For her protection. Mm -hmm. Rappuccini's daughter being one of the Daniel Catan operas. Oh, right. Yeah, I've forgotten that. I was thinking of the Hawthorne. Anyway, the king has refused the doctor's uh, pronouncements and goes away. And then these two strangers arrive. You have Robert, who is the Duke of Burgundy. And then you have Count Vaudemont, who is one of the Duke's knights. Right. And it turns out that Robert, Duke of Burgundy, is betrothed to Iolanta, even though he's never met her. So he doesn't know that she's blind. No. Nor that she's beautiful. Nor that she's beautiful. <laughs> but in fact, that doesn't matter because he is actually in love with Mathilde. Yeah. And he has come to talk to King René and to get him to cancel the marriage contract with Iolanta because he wants to go marry Mathilde. Right. And he's sort of nervous about the meeting and about how, how it's gonna go. René will, will react. Yeah. Then Vaudemont, despite the sign that says no entry, goes, <laughs> goes through the door in the wall into Iolanta's garden. And Robert follows him. And they come across Iolanta, and they are both struck by her beauty. But Robert is distrustful of that. He thinks that there's some sort of sorcery going on and wants to drag Vaudemont away. Because Vaudemont is completely captivated. Very much so. So Iolanta awakens, and Robert leaves at that point, and this gives Iolanta and Vaudemont the chance to... Do a love duet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> And this really is the, the sort of the centerpiece of the, of the whole opera. Absolutely. Love duet. Absolutely. Because who, who can do that better than Tchaikovsky? Vaudemont asks Iolanta to bring him a red rose. She's given him a white rose. And he asks her to bring him a red rose. And, of course, she comes back with the rose and it's another white one. Right. And he thinks she must be colorblind. <laughs> But he realizes at that point that she is blind. She cannot see. Right. And when he realizes that... He spills the beans. Pretty much. And he, he then attempts to describe for her what light is. Uh, and he does it, you know, most lyrically because it's Tchaikovsky. He's talking about the beauty of the world. Mm -hmm. And this, this whole idea of, of light, which she has never heard of before. Right. Well, she may have heard of it, but she doesn't know. She's never experienced it. Right. And she doesn't know that 
she has not experienced it. Right. All she knows is it's a concept that she doesn't understand. Right. So at that point, the king and uh, his doctor and his attendants, they all come back and they were expecting to find Iolanta still asleep in the garden. And here she is, very much awake, with a young man. Uh-oh. Oops. <laughs> and she spills the beans to the king and, and, and tells him what they've been talking about. And, you know, she now is getting a very clear, well, perhaps not too clear a picture of, of what he's been withholding from her all this time. The king is not happy that Vaudemont has had this discussion with Iolanta. Right. Because but, he's destroyed everything that the king had set up to protect her. Right. But the doctor is very happy because he realizes that this might be just the thing to bring Iolanta to the point where he can cure her. Because she now knows that she is blind. And she's you know, clearly smitten with this young man who could be just the, 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 the carrot on a stick she needs to... Uh, the incentive. To, the incentive. Thank you. <laughs> it's the incentive she needs to want to see, to regain her vision. The doctor takes Iolanta away. Robert returns with his troops and he tells the king that he doesn't want to marry Iolanta anymore, but that if the king insists, he'll do it. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the king cancels that wedding contract and he allows Vaudemont to marry Iolanta. But he of course, says... Of course, Vaudemont is still working on the knowledge that she is blind. Right. And the king tells Vaudemont that if he fails to be the incentive for Iolanta and she does not regain her sight, he's, he's done for. He says that, though, to elicit a response from Iolanta. Right. Because he wants her to be horrified because that reaction is satisfying the second part of what the doctor has said mm -hmm. about that will to want to see. Yeah. And it works. It works. The doctor brings Ilanta back and miraculously <laughs> she can see and they all live happily ever after. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting about this is that it was written as a companion piece to the Nutcracker. Yeah. And the idea was, as you mentioned, that they would be done as a sort of double bill. Right. Which makes one wonder, uh, you know, at that point, was the Nutcracker shorter than it is? Because there's an awful lot of divertissement in that second act. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's a full evening, the, right. the Nutcracker. Right. So, uh, and this, Iolanta, takes an hour or so. Uh-huh. So that's a long evening. Yeah, it is. But they didn't have television back then. They didn't. They had much longer attention spans. <laughs> But at the center of this is that idea that uh, love will save the day. Yeah. Love will conquer all. Yeah. With a little deceit from Dad. <laughs> Tchaikovsky's Iolanta. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening. Oh!